Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. I'm Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for tuning in with me on this evening. As you know, we are doing the Gotta Get Myself Together series, 25 Days of Coaching and Empowerment Radio Shows. And on today, we're on show number uh, number five, and the show is on overcoming self-sabotage. So I want you to get your... Um, paper and your pen out is going to be um, intense. There will be a lot of information. We'll take a short break halfway through, come back, and we'll finish it out. But I'll tell you a little bit if this is the first show that you're listening to about the uh, Gotta Get Myself Together um, radio series um, for the next uh, 25 days or so as we uh, close, begin the new year in January. Uh, we're doing 25 days of coaching and empowerment series, and we've already done four. And uh, and you can catch, go to the page and actually listen to uh, the replays. And so we're doing this to help you get yourself together for the new year because at the top of every year, people say uh, they want to do things differently. They make New Year's resolutions. They set goals. Uh, they want to... Um, sort of rewrite their lives and they want to uh, get into some new disciplines and habits so that they can uh, fulfill what it, their assignment or what it, they feel that they're called uh, to do. And so this year we have launched the Got to Get Myself Together uh, challenge in three different venues. The full venue, or the full challenge, I should say, was launched on, the face, in, uh, on Facebook. Uh, it's a 45-day challenge, and that began on December the 18th, and it's running through January the 31st. The second venue was on my blog, WordPress blog, where we're doing 31 days of blogs, articles to help you, to empower you, to coach you through. There are some articles that you read and just gain knowledge and insight. There are articles on the blog where you read and there are or assignments at the end of the articles for you to complete to help you through this process. And then the third venue was here. On Blog Talk Radio, we did the Got to Get Myself Together uh, coaching and empowerment radio series 25 days because some people learn through hearing and they'll download it or they'll play, they'll go to the page and do, listen to the replay and they learn through their hearing uh, more than any other way. Some people learn through uh, reading uh, and that's how they, they get it. They absorb their knowledge and the information through reading books, articles, magazines, whatever. And then some people actually learn uh, through a combination of both where they're actively involved in it, and that's what the full challenge does. You're, you're actively involved. You, see, you receive emails daily, or every couple of days you'll receive emails. You, know, you go to the Facebook there or uh, worksheets that uh, you have to complete for uh, each uh, day's um, challenge, um, and we load those up in uh, the Facebook group. The Facebook group is a closed group now. It was opened up until a certain point. Now it is closed. So even if you want to uh, get in on it, you can go to Got to Get Myself Together Facebook group and uh, request to join. And we'll 
I'll let you in and tell you how to get started from where you are coming in. So that's it. So tonight uh, I'm going to be talking to you about overcoming uh, self-sabotage. And this is really a big area. It's a very strong uh, topic. It's a very strong, it's a, a powerful stronghold in a lot of people's lives because it's a cycle that is repeated over and over again and it is self-destructive. And it's also destructive to uh, the plans that God has for your life and for uh, things that you want to see happen in your life. Because you repeat these patterns over and over again, you create the destruction yourself through these practices. So self-sabotage um, occurs when people uh, are consistently, who con- uh, for people who consistently think that they're not able to succeed. And there's a passage of scripture that we're going to open up with. And I'm going to open up with prayer as well. And it's Philippians 1.6. And it says, for I am, for being confident of this, that he that began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. And then Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, for I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you to give you hope and to give you a future. And that's God speaking to you. And so you, if you are confident in what God, the great work that God is doing on the inside of you or has done, then you will not deliberately do anything to sabotage his plans. It's when you think differently about it is when you will do something to self-destruct or create um, self-destructive behaviors and actions in your life. So let's pray and let's get right into it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on tonight. We bless your name, O oh God. Father, we just honor you on tonight. And Father, I pray for everyone that's listening for the radio show tonight who uh, have a de- who are self sabotagers and who desire to be to come out of that to have that stronghold broken off of their lives. I plead the blood of Jesus on tonight over them. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would break that yoke off of their necks, Lord God, so they can walk in freedom. Because your word says where your spirit is, there is liberty, there is freedom. So I speak freedom into the lives of everyone tonight who have been participating in self-destructive behaviors, destroying their opportunities and your plans for their lives. Empower them, equip them um, to be more than conquerors and to be confident that you have begun a good work in them and that they can carry out the good work and succeed in doing it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So once again, tonight's show is Overcoming Self-Sabotage. And self-sabotage occurs when people consistently think of themselves as not being able to succeed to such an extent that they develop an identity which causes them to sabotage themselves every time they have a chance to succeed or change. That's every time that they have a chance to succeed or change, they would do something to sabotage it. They learn um, how to, um, uh, uh, to abort that change or that good thing that's, that's actually going to happen to them. And what will happen when you're dealing, uh, if you're um, someone who has self-sabotaging behaviors or you're working with someone who is um, in that uh, position, what happens is, these things, there's something going on in their mind. You know, it's um, it's confusing to them. Um, they know to some degree. Some of them realize that they have this particular issue or problem, if you will. Some don't really know that it has to be brought to their attention or pointed out to them that they're doing self-destructive uh, behaviors and they're aborting their own visions and plans. But they usually, this usually happens because of a, a string of incidents, 
you know, which which kind of leads a person coming to the conclusion, uh, certain conclusions about themselves, you know. And for example, um, you have people who will start projects, but then they don't finish them. You know, uh, people who think that everyone else is right when they blame me for uh, for things that go wrong. You know, uh, they see themselves as victims uh, in this process. They also um, uh, always stop just before they become successful. They get right to the place of success, and then they do something to avoid it, or they stop it completely. You know, they never uh, – uh, they believe they'll never be successful. Success is for someone else, and they'll say, oh, that's not for me. Well, I, gotta, uh, I think I'm supposed to do something else. You know, they will uh, be jealous of other people, you know, or they'll think that other people are jealous of them. And, and, and most of the times it's really – uh, they have a mindset that people are jealous of them, um, and so that's their excuse for not actually uh, functioning properly or fulfilling their call. So that they all they'll say something like, "Well, you know, I tried to get her to help me. I tried to get him to help me, and they they became jealous of me because they wished that they were doing what I was doing, and they wished that they were as strong as I am, or she, um, you know, she's jealous, you know, because she always hear people paying me compliments and nobody ever says anything to her. They never pay her any compliments. Or they come up with all sorts of things, you know, um, um, well, when things are going well, they, they at some point they expect that things are actually going to show up, uh, uh, start going badly for them. You know, uh, they destroy even relationships, you know, uh, even with people that they love, they destroy the relationship because they do not believe that anything good is possible for them and especially not something uh, successful or uh, something that can really shine a light on them to, to to prove that there's a great work on the inside of them, they don't believe it. And so they'll do self-sabotaging things uh, to cause it uh, to, um, uh, to be aborted. And so when we talk about self-sabotage, self-sabotage, again, it is a vicious cycle, you know. And when a person um, is in this cycle, they're repeatedly, uh, they're repeating bad habits, all the time, all, all including uh, overeating, uh, they'll uh, overspend, uh, they'll manage their time unwisely. Uh, they'll do all sorts of things, you know, that, that's an indication that something is going on within that person that needs to be dealt with and that needs to be um, fixed, if you will, or helped, if you will. That's something that's going on uh, with them. And so when we talk about about that, let's look at some of the things or some um, practices that they get involved with and um, see what actually uh, can be done or what causes it and why they're doing it. So there are eight practices I want to tell you about tonight, uh, self-sabotaging practices, and I'm going to go through them uh, pretty quickly because I really want to focus on, you know, how to become an overcomer. But you can't become an overcomer until you know what it is you're trying to overcome. And the Word of God tells us that with all of our getting, it tells us clearly that we are to get an understanding. So sometimes when a person is in a particular place in life, uh, they don't easily come out of that place because they don't stop to really get a good understanding. They stay in denial a lot or they minimize it. They say, oh, it's not that important. Oh, it's not that bad. Those, type, those types of uh, things. So let's, let's look at the eight self-sabotaging practices. Number one is procrastination. Now, I'm not talking to people 
who procrastinate here and there, you know, uh, where you know, you know, I'm dragging my feet, you know, I should have done this, but, you know, I went to the movies instead. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when procrastination becomes um, a habitual pattern or cycle that is self-destructive in your life, when it is intentional, when it is the act of uh, constantly uh, postponing or putting off opportunities to uh, do something that you're supposed to do. It's intentional. It's when you intentionally postpone um, your, uh, your opportunities or you stop them completely. So every time uh, or we look around our lives, if we look carefully, there are opportunities at many different phases in our lives and at many different points. And if we're not careful, if you're not matured, if you're not strong in your, in your inner man, you will you will you find yourself procrastinating where you are constantly stopping something at a point so that it will not happen and it will be intentional because you do not believe that it's for you that you can have it you can receive it you can be successful so you'll you will go in and you will stop it and it will it stops the opportunity but yet on the other side of that you're praying for opportunities so number one is procrastination, where you, where the person um, consistently and constantly stop opportunities for anything that they're assigned to do or, or that they should actually be doing. And the second one is excuse making. And so we all know what that is. So excuse making. So this is, is the par- pattern of consistently coming up with reasons or uh explanations concerning why a person cannot do something or why something has not been completed or even started in some cases. So you're coming up with reasons why you haven't started it. Uh, You may be coming up with reasons why it hasn't been finished, you know, or it hasn't been completed or why, why, why it was actually stopped, you know. And usually with situations like this, um, this is because there is an unwillingness to, to complete it. So I make the excuse. I really don't want to complete it because of the way I believe about myself. And if you go back and listen to some previous shows where I talked about your belief system is the core of your being. And so whatever your belief, belief system tells you, that's what you're going to do. And whatever your belief system um, uh, tells you to believe, that's what you're going to believe. So the core of your being is your belief system. So if your belief system is faulty, or it's erroneous, you're not going to do anything that causes you to believe anything outside of that error, think, that erroneous thinking or that distorted thinking. Whatever your core, the core of your being is saying to you, that is what you're going to do. And so excuse-making comes as a self-sabotaging practice that, uh, where you reason, where you come up with reasons why you didn't do something. Why you? Why you're not in a better place? Why you haven't gotten yourself together after all these years? You start making excuses. Who didn't help you? If you remember, uh, in the Bible, there's a story of the man who was uh, by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. He sits on this mat, crippled, and at the stirring of the water, the people who were the first get into the pool when there was a stirring of the water by the angels, then they receive healing. And so when Jesus comes, he asks him about, you know, uh, getting into the pool, and he makes excuses. He said, I have no one to help me. 
No one to help me to get in this pool. For 38 years, this man is making excuses about why he could not get into that pool. So he was really uh, sabotaging his own victory because maybe he didn't ask anybody to help him get into the pool because he didn't believe that he was worthy of of the healing. Maybe he sat so long, he just felt like, well, this is just a hand that, that, you know, this is just the cards that I got dealt. I'm crippled. I'm on this mat. And I'm not going to get any better. So, he, you know, people who are in self-sabotaging uh, practices, they make excuses. So that's number two. The first one, again, is procrastination. Number two is excuse making. And number three is lack of focus. Now, that's key, lack of focus. You know, that's not everybody because you could be all focused, and if you have enough inner man strength, you can refocus and get back on track. But people who are doing it on purpose – uh, a lack of focus is the inability to stay on task. You know, when you uh, when they're working on a particular assignment or a particular project from the Lord, they become easily distracted by other things and are unable to devote any significant amount of time to the project without being interrupted. They lose their focus. They're waiting on something to come along to distract them from actually doing, following whatever assignment, whatever, pro, you know, finishing the project, going to the next step on the project. They're waiting on something so they can say, I got distracted. I can't, I couldn't do it. I got distracted. You know, it's, it's purposeful. And they'll even create distractions. You know, the whole goal is to not finish anything where they'll get a pat on the back, job well done, uh, you, you did good. They don't want any of that because they don't believe that it's for them. So they put themselves in positions where they, don't, they, they hardly ever hear that. And so number three is lack of focus. And number four is slothfulness. Now, you know, uh, in the scriptures, slothfulness is, is, is um, uh, equated with laziness, you know. And so people uh, who, who are self-sabotagers are people who are lazy. They're slothful. They will intentionally sleep all day. They will intentionally watch TV all day. I mean, all day. And then they'll get up and say, oh, man, I don't run out of time. I shouldn't have watched TV so long. Why shouldn't I, I shouldn't have slept so long? I should have gotten up out of the bed, you know. And so they just uh, go through um, a process or a, a period of time. Uh, it could be 24 hours. It could be days. It could be weeks where they're just lazy. And they will not do anything, absolutely nothing. And when they're questioned about it, they again, they go back to excuse making. And they come up with, they tell you reasons why they, you know, why they didn't, uh, you know, I was, well, I was, you know, I was watching something on television. I was watching the news. I was trying to follow that. And I wanted to see what was going on. And I had to make sure that I understood. I mean, they, they come up with excuses about why they were uh, lazy. And then number five is denial. You know, we all know how powerful um, the spirit of denial is. You know, they actually get into a state of denial. And what it, what that does is um, it, it's the inability or the inward, uh, they inwardly see themselves um, as having a, an issue or a problem. They know they have it, but then on the other side of that, what happens is they reject the reality of it and the truth concerning whatever is going on with them. They know it's for real. They know it's there, but they reject the reality of it. So even though a person has an issue or a problem in their lives or they know they're supposed to be doing something and they know that they're um, 
uh, put, uh, they are not doing uh, something on purpose, and then they know the issues and the problems that that will create. Denial doesn't mean that you don't understand what's going on. It means that you reject the reality of it. You reject the reality and the and the consequences concerning what's going on. You know, um, even in relationships, you know, people uh, in they're in a love relationship and they sabotage the relationship. You know, and then they're in denial about the reality that the relationship is going sour. And so they're in denial and they pretend like they don't know that the relationship is going, you know, is not working and they do know the relationship is not working. So they reject the reality. So when people who who have, who believe that they can't be successful, that they can't change, that they cannot become better people or a better person, what happens is they reject the reality that they can so when you start talking to them and trying to encourage them and empower them, they reject it. They don't want to hear it. They don't believe it. And so they'll go into denial, and they, and, and they will, again, will go back to excuse-making so that they will not have, to, not have to accept the reality that they can change, the reality that I can succeed, the reality that I do have a good work on the inside of me, that I am capable of doing some things. I reject that. And so I create this false persona, and I create this false image and this false reality, you know, to justify my denial. And so number five is denial. Number six is negative thought patterns, you know, or uh, uh, figures of speech, you know. And this is where they uh, actually are uh, uh, going around and they actually in their minds, the negative thoughts that they're, per- that they're perceiving in their minds, they actually are trying to live those thought patterns out. You know, and here you come along telling them, trying to empower them with rejected or they go in denial, but they have negative thought patterns. And so they actually uh, come up with reasons and they talk to themselves uh, and they talk to themselves so much and they say certain things that they talk themselves out of success. They talk them out of, uh, let's say if you're supposed to write a book, you know, and, and they're sabotaging the uh, book writing process. Well, they'll, t- they'll have those negative thoughts in their mind, and they will talk themselves out of picking the pen up. They'll talk themselves out of um, finishing the writing, that they're, the, the part that they've already started. They would just simply talk themselves out of it because of negative thought patterns and negative speech. Well, I'm not a good writer. Well, I started, but then all of a sudden I, I just lost, you know, I got writer's block, you know, or if they were supposed to um, – uh, apply for a, a promotion on the job. Well, I was going to apply, but then I realized that they said you have to have a master's degree. or And I don't have that. Or I have one, but I don't think I took the classes that, that, they, that they're looking I don't, I don't believe I took the right classes. I mean, all sorts of just really um, unhealthy thought patterns that are going on in their minds. And then number seven is uh, poor planning or time management. They will purposefully know what time they're supposed to be somewhere or know how long they have to uh, work on a project or when it should be completed, and they will purposefully not make sure that it is not done by that time. You know, they make uh, time for everything, but they do not make time for what they're supposed to make time for. You know, they say, oh, I got really busy or I'm too busy or um, I had to help somebody and I took a little longer than I thought I was going to take. And, you know, she called me and so I had to go run over there. So I had to drive 30 minutes over there, help her, then drive back another 30 minutes. And so I ran out of time. 
you know, and so they're poor planners. They will plan for everything but success. They'll plan for everything but change. They'll plan for everything but, you know, uh, a renewed mind. Everything, they'll plan for everything, but anything that will make them better, they will not plan for it. And they sabotage that. And then number eight, fear. And we all know that fear is an overwhelming and powerful, very crippling spirit. You know, the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And so when fear grips them, they have feelings of anxiety, they have um, apprehension uh, caused by a lack of uh, uh, confidence or a lack of support um, by, uh, from certain people. And so they actually uh, are gripped by the fear. And when they're gripped by the fear, they, they just won't do anything to better themselves. You know? And so uh, it's important that we remember that when you're talking about overcoming self-sabotaging behaviors and, and, and uh, self-destructive behaviors, you first have to identify what is going on in your life that's causing you to, to be self-destructive. So if you fall in one of these eight practices, then that's a you it's a good thing that you are that you recognize where you are because the next step after that is actually putting into practice things that are counter counter to that until so you can build your self esteem build your confidence and i said on some other shows that every session i'm going to talk to you about self confidence a lot of people don't succeed each year or they don't get any further than where they were the previous year because they have a lack of self-confidence. They honestly don't believe in what they are called to do. They don't believe that they're capable of doing what, uh, carrying out the assignment. They don't, they don't believe they have enough skills or they're not smart enough. You know, they, uh, they uh, don't have the, uh, the right abilities and talents. They don't believe they're gifted. It's a lot of things that go, in a, uh, go into a lack of self-confidence. So some people don't succeed, they don't change, they don't become better or different because there's a lack of self-confidence that says, maybe I did something in my life that caused that this is my payback, you know. And so maybe I'm just supposed to, you know, my, you know maybe this is a cross I'm supposed to bear. You know, I'm not, I'm just going to be like this. I'm never, I'm not going to have a brand new car. I'm not going to get promoted on the job because I could think back, you know, I know I've done some things in my life. Nobody's perfect. And maybe this is the cross I have to bear. Or this is my price that I have to pay. And then before you know it, they're, they're self-destructive. And they self, uh, you know, and they come up with, they start engaging in all eight of these patterns that I uh, just went over with you uh, because, it again, it goes back to their mindsets. They're not thinking with a renewed mind. And so when, you, when we look at um, the signs of self-sabotage, you know, um, you really have to look at, and I gave you eight here, but there are some that you have to focus on or really pay attention to to kind of help you uh, kind of come out of that or help someone else come out of it, you know. Um, so I'm a, in addition to the eight, let me give you a, a couple of ones that are just short and quick, and you can be, you'll be able to identify uh, what I'm talking about. Focus is number one. So when you, talk, when you uh, are in a self-sabotage situation or lifestyle, I call it, focus. What are you focusing on? You know, if you're 
self-destructive or self-sabotaging behaviors will begin with a focus on what is not working or missing in your life. You're looking at what is not working or you're looking at what's missing in your life. And so you have to change your focus. What are you looking at? Pay attention to how often you speak and think about what is wrong. You know, it includes what's not working, what's not right, what's missing. You know, pay attention to that. You know, if, if you sense that you are are uh, destroying some of your opportunities or you're getting in your own way, then pay attention to what your focus is. And what I mean by that is what are you focused on? Are you focused on the things that are not working in your life or the things that are missing in your life? Or are you focusing on things that are working or what you desire? to have uh, working in your life. You know, there is um, an article that I wrote, and I think it's on, on the blog, and it's called, Are You Focusing on What You Want? Because if you're not, then you're off focus. Because the Word of God tells us to be anxious for nothing. In other words, don't be worrying about all these different things. Take no thought for tomorrow. So you have, that doesn't mean you don't plan, but you don't become overly consumed with all of the negative things that are going on in your life to the point where you cannot function today. So it's very important that you function today. So pay attention to what you are focusing on. All right? And if you want change uh, to occur then uh, what happens is you have to ask yourself, what is good about your life right now? What is good about your life right now? Begin to notice all the things that you're working on, no matter how small or how big, and begin, uh, begin to attract more of what you want into your life. You know, um, I said um, on another show, what you focus on, uh, what you focus on, you're a master. So if you focus on the negative, you're going to master negativity and you're going to master self-sabotage. But if you focus on what you want, if you want to be successful, if you want a promotion, if you want a, another career, if you want to be a great mom, if you want to be a great dad, if you want to be a great husband or wife, if you want to be a great uh, brother or sister, if you just want to be a great person, period, if you focus on that, you will begin to master the necessary traits, characteristics, and skills necessary to make either one of those take place. Okay? Then number two, and we talked about it, worry and fear. You know, are you spending too much time worried about the future, too much time uh, worried about your past? You know, do you stress out about it? What's going on? What might happen? What didn't happen? You know, um, if you want to change that, then you're going to have to focus on the here and now. Get in the moment. Experience the moment, the right now. You know, if something is bothering you, then focus on a solution and not the problem. If you're not sure, not clear what the solution could be, ask somebody for help. Ask somebody to help you. Tell, explain what's going on. Share your situation with them and say, can you give me some feedback? Can you give me uh, some guidance? Can you, can you point me in a direction? Can you give me some points that I can focus on? Visualize how you would like to turn out and take action toward making it happen. So if you want to be a better dad, visualize that. And then start taking action steps to help you be, become a better father. If you want to be a better mother, do the same thing. If you want to be a better wife, a better husband. If you want to be a better employee if you're still working on a job, do what you need to do to do that. If you want to be a, best, a better business owner, or a better uh, leader in, in the church. Focus on that and then master the things that can help you uh, get there. 
that, you know, you don't get anywhere by worrying about something all day long. All right? So take um, action toward what's going on in your life right now and what you desire. And then uh, number three, comparing yourself to others. Now, we really have to stop that one because God created you unique and for you to be you. He doesn't want you to be someone else. He wants you to be you. All right? So you got to start comparing yourself to others. Do you find yourself constantly comparing yourself to others? And then you feel bad. Because what's happening? You already have self-destructive behaviors going on in the inside of you and thoughts. So that when you make the comparison, you're going to think more about that. You're going to think uh, better towards that person. And all the negativity comes back on your end. And so you find yourself again destroying or uh, an opportunity in your own life. So even if that person has some traits or some qualities that you admire, then acknowledge that, write it down, and go do what? Go find out what you need to do to take action steps toward to be for a change. So if you know that you're mean, but you want to be nicer, you want to be more kind, you want to be more forgiving, you want to be more loving. If you see that in someone else, don't make the comparison with the intent of finding all the negative, negative things wrong with you and then acknowledging all the right things in them. If you make the comparison, make the comparison to find some traits that you want to take action steps toward so that you can become a better person. So stop frivolously comparing yourself to others. You know, it doesn't motivate you. It makes you feel uh, overwhelmed and not good enough, you know. And, again, it's a sign of self-sabotage. So if you are, let's say, you know someone and you like the characteristics and their personality, and you know, um, and uh, the kind of person that they are, what you can do, uh, I'm going to give you uh, something that you can do that, will not hurt you, and it won't overcompensate them. What you can do is, similar to what I just said, take your sheet of paper out and write down five qualities that you love first about yourself, and then find five qualities that you like to the other person. Then you're going to come back to yourself, and then you're going to find ten adjectives to describe how great you are. Now, if you are a self-sabotager or if you're struggling with that cycle of self-destructive, it's going to be a challenge for you to be able to do that. But if you want to see change, you have to push yourself. You have to launch out into the deep, and you have to do something that you would have never done or have never done before. So if you've never complimented yourself, if you've never um, wrote anything nice about yourself, then this is a chance for you to take a step to push yourself, launch into the deep, and say, you know what? I'm going to let my nets down. I'm going to keep talking about letting your nets down on every show. I'm going to let my nets down. When I pull my nets up, when I come up with this five list, when I come up with these ten adjectives to describe myself, my nets are going to be full. And I'm going to realize that I have more on the inside of me than what I want to acknowledge, that God has placed everything in me that I need to be the created person that he, create, that he designed for me to be. And so if you're comparing yourself to, yourself to others, stop, and I want you to do that exercise where you're, where you're uh, writing down qualities and characteristics about yourself. And even if it's uncomfortable or it's an unusual feeling that you get when you're writing them, keep writing. Push yourself. Make yourself say good things about yourself. 
Find good adjectives to describe who you are. Begin, and when you do that, not only are you going to start feeling better about yourself, you're going to push yourself to renew your mind, your thinking about yourself. And when your mind changes, your action changes. As a man thinketh in his heart, which is synonymous with mind, so is he. So when you start thinking better about yourself, you will not be so destructive towards yourself. Because then you will place value on something that you, have, that you didn't place value on. Because no man will, hurt, will harm his own flesh. Okay? And that means his own body. So when you start thinking differently about yourself, you will, you will um, act differently towards yourself. All right? And then worth, worth, uh, worthless. If you feel worthless, you will never, ever Stop, stop being a self-sabotager. You will continue to do that. So you've got to get rid of that worthlessness, feel that low self-esteem, that low self-worth, you know, um, unworthy, not good enough. You know, you look at yourself and you make excuses about why you can't do this or why you can't do that or why you don't have this or you don't have what you want. You know, you see yourself um, as unworthy, so therefore you keep your desires at bay. You know, you can see them, but you're not close enough to touch them because you don't think that you're worthy to have it. Period. So you have to get past that. You have to bring, allow the Holy Spirit to bring you out of that. You have to get in touch with your created self-worth. God, God says, I know who, God knows who you are, all the way down to the numbers of hairs um, on your head. He knows all about you. And so you have to get to the place where you believe what God has said um, about you, all right? And so you got to, to do that, you have to get in touch with your creative self-worth. You have to let God, the wisdom of God from the word of God, speak to you about who you are. So you have to get into the scriptures, and you have to push yourself to study the scriptures that did, that talk to you, that speak directly to you, who you are, all right? And so you have to value yourself, and you have to feel yourself worth by, you know, you have to become your greatest supporter, your biggest cheerleader, you, you know, and I'm not talking about being conceited. I'm talking about being confident. So you have to be your greatest cheerleader. Your, 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 um, you have to become your own uh, greatest supporter. So every time you accomplish something, you have to give yourself a pat on the back. You have to say, great job, well done, I'm proud of myself. You know, it doesn't even have to be a big accomplishment. It could be something as, as simple as, you know, in the past, I would not have filled out that job application for that promotion. But this year, I'm going to fill it out. And you can fill that job application out and turn it in. And you can treat yourself or reward yourself, give yourself a pat on the back. Because in the past, I would have talked myself out of even filling the application out. You know, whatever, it could be something small. It could be baby steps. But when you accomplish those baby steps and, you, and, you building your, and you're building yourself worth, pat yourself on the back, give yourself um, uh, words that say you did a great job. You know, it doesn't matter what anybody else say, thinks about you saying that and all of that. You did a great job. You have to, you have to change your uh, conversation. You have to change your affirmations and your confirmations, you, your faith confessions. You have to say, I believe in myself. I am inherently valuable. I'm worthy. I'm the apple of God's eye. You know, uh, God applauds, applauds my life. You know, because I desire to live according to his will. You must, you must begin to build yourself up. 
And the word of God tells us that we are to be strengthened in our inner man. If your inner man is weak, you will not be strong enough to do anything. So you have to build your inner man. Amen? So you have to build your inner man. If you don't, you'll find yourself uh, engaging in uh, uh, self-sabotaging behaviors, and you will eliminate the favor of God and the favor of man from your life. And what you will do in that process is you will find yourself surrounding your life uh, with victims and other people who won't make any big commitments or, or experience any breakthroughs. And you will have like a little pity party club. You will not put any, you will not allow anybody into the inner course of your life who is strong enough to speak directly to you, speak into your life, uh, help you uh, get rid of all of that drama you know, and uh, teach you how to be more self-confident, but in, you won't have them in your life, those people in your life. You will have people in your life who see themselves as victims as well. And you will surround yourself with people who feel like they're victims and, they, and people who will not make a big commitment to experience a breakthrough. They will do exactly what you're doing. They'll get to a certain point, they'll stop, and they'll destroy whatever opportunity that they have. You'll get angry. With people, you will find yourself getting angry with your uh, husband or your wife, getting angry with your children, you get angry with your clients, the doctor, you know, your boss, your pastor, you know, every day almost you'll find somebody to get angry with, you know. And what that happens is it causes you to completely, to become completely distracted and lose momentum. You know why? Because you spend all of your time angry at the doctor. I went to the doctor's office. My appointment was for 8 o'clock. It was 8.45 before he saw me. Every time I go there, he's always behind. I mean, just all sorts of things. And so what, you just spent the whole day complaining about the doctor, you know, or you uh, the pastor preached too long. You know, church started at 11, it's 1 o'clock. What, what does a man have to say that long? You know, why does he have to talk so long? You don't even get the message for the day. Why? Because you're too busy being critical. You're too busy. You're sabotaging an opportunity for change. So if you don't do something to push yourself into a position for change, you will find yourself surrounded by people who see themselves as victims, and then you'll find yourself being angry with, with certain people every day, throughout the day, every week, you, there will not be hardly any days that will go by where you will not be angry with someone, with someone. And then you will start sharing all your stress with everybody all around you so that people uh, think that you, uh, you know, thrive on pity party rather than being passionate and powerful. You know, and eventually what's going to happen is people will distance themselves from you. Because every time they come around you, it's always something negative. It's always something uh, stressful. You know, it's never a pleasant moment. It's never the joy of the Lord is not your strength. You know, and so they will not want to sit for any long period of time listening to all of those complaints that you have and all of those excuses about why you didn't do something that you should have done. You know, so you'll find yourself sharing your stress rather than your joys and your accomplishments. You know, you will be pitiful instead of being passionate and powerful. And so then you will find yourself that when something goes wrong and you don't take ownership and you don't see what, what, uh, could, what could be done so it could be different, uh, you will uh, blame others. And then isolate yourself from, the, from everybody else. You will not realize that really you had a hand in it. 
So something will go wrong, and then you'll find a way to blame other people, and then you'll pull yourself out of it or away from it to make it look like, you know, it wasn't me. It was them because, you know, I, re- I was ready to do this, you know, and I was, I, I, you know, I know I could do it, but they, they were so busy fussing and, you know, and arguing over the project. I just had to step away from it. I just had to take a break, you know, a denial. Rejecting the reality, and the reality is you are you are a big part a big part of that problem, big part of that issue, because you got all of that self destructive uh, things in your life, mindset, conversations, the way you see life, with the way you hear things, is spilling over into every part of your day, every part of your being, every area of your life. It spills over into that, and to um, Avoid changing and growing up. You move into denial and you reject the reality of what you're doing. And so now what happens? You're blaming someone else. You're blaming other people. It's their fault why this is going like this. See, I'm over here. I had to pull myself away because that was just too much for me. I'm not, I, don't get, I don't get involved in all that drama and stress and stuff. All right? And so then you, when things go wrong, you'll blame other people. You know, and then when other people succeed, guess what will happen? You will not congratulate them because you don't have that in you. You have this self-destructive ways in you. You have self-sabotaging ways in you, empowerment or powerful things uh, flowing through you. You have the opposite. So when somebody else succeeds at something, you will not congratulate them. And if you're not careful, you will find yourself somewhere on the phone um, in your place of residence at a restaurant, um, having dinner with somebody, and you will find some little negative something to, uh, about that person who just succeeded, and you will try to influence people into thinking negatively about the person who just um, completed a project or who just succeeded at something, maybe just opened a business, just got called, just accepted a call to ministry, just got promoted on the job. You will find something negative and you will say it about that person to influence everybody else. Let's say you're at a dinner in a restaurant. You would try and they, everybody knows everyone at the table. You would try to influence everyone to believe the negative. You will put more emphasis on the negative thing about that person than what the success that just happened. Oh, well, I knew him when. Well, girl, uh, um, he ain't all that. You know, no, I know he just started a business, but you know what? I knew him. And guess what you would say? Something silly like uh, back in high school. And here you are 40, 50 years old. You're still talking about you knew someone back in high school. None of us know. Anybody that we did know in high school, 30 years later, we don't know them. Unless you stayed in constant contact with them, you see them 30 years later, you don't know them. That's 30 years later. You don't know that person. I don't care what you say. You don't know them. People change. And we know that people can change because if you're in this part of life, self-sabotaging, you can change. So, And you can change in a day. You can change in a week. You know, So you know somebody can change in 30 years. So if you're not careful, you will not be able to congratulate a person when they succeed. All you will do is find something negative um, to say. And if you're a self self-sabotager, you won't step out and try to enlarge your territory. You won't try to enlarge your influence, your business, your profits, your nothing. You won't do anything. Everything you do will be geared toward um, um, actually uh, uh, destroying, again, any opportunities that you have to do really good or to actually change 
from that. And so we're going to take just a quick break. So when we come back, I want you to, we're going to talk about, you know, actually how to overcome um, and what you need to do or what type of um, things that need to be going on in your life to overcome uh, self-sabotage. And we're going to talk about that, a couple of things. So I'll be right back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for staying on. I'm going to now talk about how to actually um, overcome self-sabotage. So if you're taking notes, get get your paper and things um, ready uh, to take these notes. The first thing that you want to do is you want to diffuse negative experiences. You know, a lot of times uh, people are in self-destructive, uh, engage in self-destructive behaviors and mindsets, because of negative experiences that, that they've had. And I tell everyone who has gone through a negative experience in life, if it's, if it's affecting you that way, then get the help that you need. You know, go to counseling. Talk to a life coach. You know, talk to a recovery coach or um, uh, an empowerment or breakthrough coach. Or actually see a counselor. Do whatever you need to do. To better yourself, it does. It doesn't do you any good to stay in a rut in your life, to stay stuck in your life, and then come up with excuses about why you're in that rut. So the first thing you want to do is diffuse negative experiences. So when negative things happen, and they can happen to all of us, you know, uh, positive people talk their way through it by using something like it wasn't meant to be. You know, another tactic is to realize, yes, uh, you know, I'm disappointed, and then they spend a few minutes. Uh, uh, being unhappy about it, but then they come out of it, all right? So you have to diffuse negative experience. Don't let them settle in your spirit and then just linger in your spirit because when you do that, what happens is there's a bitterness that sets in, you know, and it takes root in your life. And before you know it, you know, things are, the Bible says it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. It was, it's what comes out of him that defiles him. And so when you experience negative when you have negative experiences in your life, if you don't find a way to diffuse them, to resolve them, to get them out of your spirit spirit at the right time, what will happen is they will settle in your spirit and then they will create things in your spirit that will come up and out of your mouth, whether it's negative conversation, if it's a negative response to it, if it's a gripe and a complaint, if it's... um. Uh, over talking, over talking it, meaning you talking way too much about it. You know, uh, it's going to create something to come up and out. It could be anger, it could be um, 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 hostility. You know, it could be fighting. You know, sometimes people have negative experiences, and they be- and it- they allow those things to fester so long that. You know, at any moment, what happens, we call it flying off the handle or they blew a gasket or, you know, they just went off 
you know, on somebody. But sometimes that can actually evolve into physical assault where you're actually fighting somebody and, you know, and, and actually some physical altercations. So you have to diffuse the negative experiences that you have. And, you know, you, say, you know, this was a bad thing. I didn't really like going through this, but, you know, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. So let me see how I'm, let me see how I'm going to get over this and how I'm going to move on. You know, again, what you don't want is you don't want to, you do not want to, um, uh, how I'm it, you do not want to deny or reject reality, the reality of it. I'm not telling you to do that, you know, but I am telling you to um, not let disappointing experiences overtake you and don't let them defeat you. Don't let them get you into a rut. You, you're so stuck in that rut that it's just hard just even pulling you out of the rut. So find a way. And, that's a, you know, these are things that you can do. Take out a tablet and write it down. When a negative experience has hap- happened in my life, here are several p- uh, options that I have. You know, number one, if it's something that I can resolve quickly, I can talk it over with the person so that it won't fester. If it's uh, something that i got to be uh, handled with care, then I need to talk to someone to get wisdom on how to handle it. If it's something that I'm going to have to cry my way through, and I'm going to need to cry my way through it and pray to God for his wisdom and for healing to take place on the inside of me. So, you know, work, the Bible says, uh, write the vision down so he that reads it can run with it. That's not just uh, the vision about your business. It's also vision about your life. So if there are things that you want to see changed in your life, write that vision down. And if there are areas that you know need to be improved, then do what you have to do to find out how to bring improvement to your life. And so, number one, diffuse the negative experiences. And I just told you one of the ways that you can do it is you can actually prescribe some um, what I call them action handlers. Prescribe, write them down. These are you're gonna prescribe them. If if this occurs, I'm gonna handle it this way. If this happens, I'm gonna handle it this way. If this happens, I'm gonna handle it this way. So you can prescribe some some uh, incident handlers, so you'll know ahead of time how you're gonna handle something, a negative situation in your life. Don't let everything catch you by surprise and catch you off guard. All right. And then number two, use confident self-talk. All right. You know, we call them uh, positive, uh, com- uh, we call them uh, faith confessions. Um, some people call them affirmations. Some people call it, you know, self-talk. You know, they're positive messages. And so you have to give yourself positive messages. You know, uh, you can receive them from yourself. You can get them from other people. You know, um, they're messages that give you significance, that let you know who you are, what you can do, and, you know, and who God sees you, how God sees you. So get, you know, get somebody to speak into your life or speak into your own life. David encouraged himself in the Lord. You know, put them all over, put them all around until you feel that change occurring in your life. Do what you need to do. So if you need to take a sticky note or a post-it note and write out a faith confession or a positive affirmation and put it somewhere where you can always see it, do it. If it needs to be in more than one place, do it. If you need to have it on the refrigerator, the the, uh, the bedroom door, the, the bathroom mirror, do it. Put it where it needs to be so that you can see it, so that you can change yourself, your self-talk, so you can stop convincing yourself that you're not uh, worthy of what the 
of what God wants you to have. You can stop convincing yourself that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy, that you're not special, that you don't have gifts, that you're not unique, that you're not skilled, you're not capable, you're not intelligent, you're not smart enough. You want to stop saying those things, and you want to say things opposite of that. You know, if I don't have the knowledge I need, I know where to get it from. You know, I am capable of of succeeding. So you want to change the way you talk to yourself, all right? And then you want, the third thing, complete what you start. You know, I'm guilty of that in the past. You know, uh, I'll come up with an idea and I'll, I'll get going on it and then I'll, you know, I don't know what happened. Everything just fizzles out at some of these projects, you know, and I'm like, wow. You know, but for people who are self-sabotages, it's not a fizzling out. They don't want to finish it. You know, so complete what you start. And that's another area you could push yourself. If you normally self-destruct or you do self-destructive things or you sabotage success in your life, again, this year, make a commitment that when you start something, that when you feel like you you may be getting ready to bring it to a halt or a stop, that you force yourself and you push yourself to keep going until it's actually completed. Don't get distracted. Don't become bored. Don't forget about it. You know, um, anything that you've begun, you want to finish it. You want to move from project to project. You want to be inspired at the beginning, and you want to be inspired at the end, okay? You you don't want any negative uh, thing getting in the way, and you don't want a lack of self-esteem or lack of self-confidence getting in the way. You want to discipline yourself. You know, and you can do that by uh, rebuilding your self-esteem and rebuilding your um, uh, your uh, your self-confidence, and so that you can complete the project. All right, and then you want to develop success habits. You know, everybody who wants to be successful should do that. You know, people who are self-saboteurs, they believe that success is for other people and not for them, but they crave it at the same time. You know, and so the way to break that. Um, uh, thinking is to take small projects at first or take small steps. And I said that just a few minutes ago. Take small steps. If you're looking for change in your life, take small steps. You know, if you're working on a project at work or you're trying to improve in in your career, in your business and ministry, take small steps. Don't take on too much at, at one time because you haven't renewed your mind yet. And as long as your mind is not completely renewed or transformed, then Something's going to come up that's going to cause you to put a stop to what you're doing, and you would you would um, destroy your opportunity, or you'll stop or cut off the opportunity. So you don't want to do that. So you want to develop a self discipline, you know, um, and you want your self confidence to increase. You want to develop your willpower. You know, you want to push yourself. You know. Um, uh, a lack of it is real easy when you are a self-saboteur because there's no confidence there. You know, if you find yourself uh, quitting in the middle of things, then recognize that and remind yourself that successful people persevere. They push on in the face of uh, adversity. They push on in, in trouble. They push on in lack of resources. They push on. They push on. They push. They keep going. Paul said it like this. I press toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. You've got to keep pressing. You've got to persevere. The Word of God says it again. Don't become weary in well-doing. You've got to keep going. You will reap the harvest if you faint not. Don't give up. So if you want to make sure that you don't destroy your opportunity, 
persevere, push yourself, develop willpower, you know, uh, allow God to change um, your inner man. That is so important. You have to believe in your capabilities. You have to overcome challenges. You have to refuse to give up on your dream. You got to push through. You got to push through to complete something. And every time you complete one thing, you're going to become um, stronger in the other in another area. So you have to continue on. And you got to push your way through. So you have to develop um, your willpower. And so let me go back over those uh, for you again. Number one, you have to diffuse negative um, experiences. Again, you have to find a way to deal with them. Then number two, use uh, confident self-talk or confident uh, faith confessions or affirmations. Um, Then number three, complete what you start. Number four, success habits. Develop success habits and then develop your willpower. Develop your willpower is the next one. All right? And so um, we're going to come right back in just a moment, and I'm going to give you some closing remarks. Hold on just one second. So much. We're back, and so as we uh, prepare, as I prepare to close this particular show, I'm going to give you some steps that you can take to end self self sabotage in your life. That's going to help you, and um, I want to encourage you if you are if you do find yourself um, in that place, find you an accountability partner, find you someone that will actually. Um, Stand in agreement with you that that change can occur in your life and that they're going to believe God for change. Find someone who can encourage you, somebody who will send you a text message and send you a a faith confession or an affirmation or remind you that you are precious in the sight of God, that you're God, the apple of God's eye, you know, to remind you that God knows everything about you, uh, uh, to remind you that he'll perfect those things that concern you, that you are gifted, that he has willed you um, a certain measure of faith, you know. Find people who can speak into your life to help change what you think about, the way you think about your life, and what you think about yourself, okay, and who can help you to develop another discipline other than a self-sabotaging, other than self-sabotaging practices, who can help you to develop disciplines that will empower your life and that will empower you to be successful in every area of your life. I guarantee you, that if you are someone who struggles in this area, if you talk to some of your family members and you talk to your friends or your coworkers, you will find out that it is really very challenging and hard to deal with someone who is self-destructive or who, have, who has um, 
self-sabotaging ways because no matter how hard they try to reach out to you, you find a way to cut them off at the knees. And so they can't get very far with helping you because there is an unwillingness in you to change. And until that changes, they will struggle with trying to help you. And so find you an accountability partner who has a little bit, um, uh, what is it, um, uh, a little bit more uh, struggle, I mean not struggle, who has a little bit more strength, that didn't come out right, uh, a little more strength, who is spiritually uh, uh, mature, uh, more mature than uh, you are, uh, who can actually help um, who can actually help you? That's going to be so important. The Word of God says that two are better than one, uh, so that when one falls, the other one can pick him up, and that's important. And so you want to find somebody you can help you. So here are ways that you can actually take uh, put an end to self-sabotage in your life. Number one, enter into a place of earnest prayer with the Lord. That's crucial. Enter into a place of earnest prayer with the Lord. You know, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any areas of your life where self-sabotage exists and be willing to confront those areas and make a commitment to change. So the first thing is to enter into a place of earnest prayer with the Lord. And since we are talking about getting yourself together at the top of the year, uh, a lot of churches, a lot of ministries, a lot of Christians Normally, as somewhere in January, we'll do some type of fasting. Some people do the 21-day Daniel's fast. Some people fast for 31 days, the entire month of January. Some people fast one meal a day for the month of January. Or they fast for seven days. Or they fast for ten days. Maybe you should go into prayer and place yourself under a consecration while you're seeking God about being delivered and healed in this area. And so you may not do 21 days of fasting, but you may want to prayerfully start with seven because seven is the number of perfection. And, you know, we, it, it sometimes for some people it's easy to fast for a day or two or even for three days. But push yourself and fast for seven days and do a fast that will stretch you. So if you're used to fasting and doing one meal a day, you know, then uh, stretch yourself and fast with just liquids maybe for seven days. Or fast, do the Daniel's fast, or maybe do it for seven days, where you're just eating fr- uh, the foods from the ground. No meats, no pastries, no sodas, no ice cream, and all that other kind of stuff. But you're, you know, and get focused. Seek God every day, several times a day while you're fasting. Consecrate yourself for change, for a breakthrough. What you want to do is you want to fast for a breakthrough. God, break these chains off of me, this self-sabotage off of me. Then number two, ask the Holy Spirit to bring any specific instances of self-sabotage to your remembrance, exposing the root cause of it. And whatever area he shows you, then pray for deliverance from that area. Ask, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal those areas to you. You know, number three, ask the Holy Spirit to continue to fill those places with truth and to guide you in the truth. The Word of God says the truth shall, some translations say, make you free. Uh, when you know the truth, you shall be set free, make you free. The key is you want to be free. So if truth has that, not has, but truth, not if it has it, but truth has that sort of, that type of power. God's truth can set you free, make you free, uh, keep you free. You know, whatever word you want to use, the key is free. 
So the word tells us where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. So ask the Holy Spirit to bring you into truth, to guide you into all truth, to fill the place in your life with truth. Because when those places are filled with truth, then you will be free in your spirit. If you take um, I'm not worthy and replace it with you are, that you are valuable in the sight of God, you were created with purpose, you are, co- you, uh, you are the apple of his eye, then autumn, when you replace it with truth, then you are free to believe that you are valuable. All right? Number four, ask the Holy Spirit to help you walk out of the old patterns by enforcing them with new ones. All right? So the word of God uh, says this, resist, resist the devil and he'll flee. Okay? So you want to ask God to help you walk out of those old patterns. God, this is the way I used to do it. This is the way I used to think. And, re- and change them with new patterns. You know, God, I used to start a project and I wouldn't finish it. The new pattern, I'm going to start this project and I'm going to finish it. And I'm going to give all the glory and honor to God for the the ability to finish the project. And then I'm going to reward myself or pat myself on the back because I did something that I normally would not do. I finished it. So you have to ask God to give you some new patterns. In the past, I would uh, would, uh, be in a conversation talking about myself. It may start off good and then I would find myself speaking negative things about my own life. The new pattern, I'm going to speak confidently and boldly about who I am, who God created me to be, and what my assignment in the earth is, and what I'm good at. And whoever I'm talking to, if you're somebody that I can help, I'm here to assist you. If you're not somebody I can help, then pass, my, pass, pass this on to someone you know that needs what I have, period. You have to begin to practice new things. And that's why I challenge you to, to do that little exercise. Write it out. Describe yourself, five characteristics about yourself, and then come back and then take, go and find ten adjectives to describe what you wrote and start feeling better about yourself. So ask the Holy Spirit to walk you out of the old patterns and to walk you into the new patterns. So I'm going to give them to you again. Number one, enter into a place of earnest prayer with the Lord. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to bring any specific instances of self-sabotage to your remembrance. Number three, ask the Holy Spirit to, con- uh, to continue to fill those places with truth and guide you into truth. And then number four, ask the Spirit of God to walk you out of the old patterns by enforcing them with new patterns. That is what you want to do to overcome self-sabotage. You know, there are some people in the Bible, when God touched them, they were healed instantly. They were delivered immediately. And then there were some people that had to get a second touch. The blind man had Jesus' help. He said, what do you see? I see people that look like trees walking around. Jesus had to touch him again before his vision was extremely clear, where before it was crystal clear and he could see see without any distorted vision. For some of you, if this is where you are, and this praying for God to deliver you from self-sabotaging and self-destructive behaviors. Some people may be delivered instantly. Uh, the, The moment they pray, it may happen. But then some of you may need a second touch from God. 
The Holy Spirit may, may need to touch you again, or he may need to touch you a third time. The most important thing is, is he touching you? That's what's important. Not how many times you have to go to the altar, not how many times you have to pray, not how many times you have to cry out to God, not how many times, um, you know, you have to uh, stay, how long you have to stay in the word of God, not how many days you have to fast. The most important thing is that no matter how many times you have to do something to get your deliverance, was God in it? Was he touching you every time you had to do something? Was he touching you through the entire fasting period? Was he touching you every time you prayed? Was he touching you every time you cried out? Do you believe he heard you? So it doesn't matter what you have to do or how long or how many or how many times you have to do it. The, the most important thing is, is God touching your life? And if God is touching your life, you have to believe that you can be delivered from self-sabotaging behaviors. So I want to encourage you. I want to close with prayer. The time is well spent. I want to thank you so much for staying on uh, for it again. If you need to go back to take some notes and to um, uh, um, get some things that, uh, that I said that maybe you missed in note taking, please go back to the page, uh, the Ginger London Show page, and they will actually be on demand. You can hear it at any time. You can listen to the replays. Anytime, you just have to come back here to Blog Talk Radio and listen to the replays. But you're welcome to re- listen to the replays. I'm going to close with two scriptures, and, uh, and I'm going to close with prayer. And the first one is Psalm 34, and it's verses 17 through 20. And I'm going to be reading from uh, the English version. And it says, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord heal- hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all of out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. And then Romans chapter eight verse one, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No matter what you've done, no matter how many projects you've destroyed or many opportunities that you've stopped, therefore there is no common condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and God is near those who are crushed in spirit. The only reason why you will be sabotaging your own life, you must it, it has to come from a crushed spirit or a broken heart. Remember I told you there are some experiences, some things that you that have gone on in your life that will produce that self sabotaging um behavior in your life. And the Bible says that God is near to those who cry out to him. So again, if that's you, cry out to God and let him bring change to your life. You will not believe how good freedom feels until you have been free in the spirit man, until you've been free in the spiritual realm. You know, when God frees you, it is absolutely awesome. And so instead of destroying your life, ask God to free it so you can live your life. So let's go to God in prayer. I want to thank everybody, everybody that's in the um, the uh, uh, chat room. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining. And um, so we're going to close out with prayer. And um, the person that was someone in the chat room wants, wanted to know if we are taking uh callers with questions yes we are so if you're in the chat room and you have a question go ahead and post it if you're on the phone and you have um, a comment just press the number one and i'll bring you on before we close and um, i'm gonna have to remember that uh, on the next show to be sure to mention that the phone lines are open and, and what needs to be done in order for me to bring you on so you can actually um uh ask a question or make a comment 
So let's close in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you. We love you. We bless your name, O oh God. Father, we thank you for this blessed opportunity. And I pray that anyone who is here, Lord God, that's listening to this show now live or listening to the replay, if they have self-sabotaging or destructive ways within their life. Set them free, Father God. Replace it with newness. Transform them. Renew their minds. Bring a transformation to their lives, to their entire being. Father, change their way of talking. Change their hearing, Father God, and change their vision. Not just about their lives, but lives, the life, lives in general, Lord God. The way they see life in general. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being the great teacher. We humble ourselves. We yield ourselves to willingly obey you, Father, because we know that your word says that if we willingly obey, that we'll eat the good of the land. We desire to eat the good of the land, to walk in success and in the fullness of life that you have created us for. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you, everyone. Thank you so much for staying on and coming to the show on tonight. God bless you. 